am Suzanne Legrand, and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Today, my guest is Tara Hoffman, who is a professional singer, educator, and healer who works with the transformative power of crystals. You say that crystals found you, not the <laughs> other way around. Could you talk about how you went from teaching music and being a professional singer to working with crystals? Um, sure. And yes, they did find me. What I did was set out to disprove the entire thing. Now I live it and teach it. I literally did not set out to do this. I had gone to acupuncture because I'm a runner and my knees were bothering me. And um, at one point I looked at the acupuncturist and said, so does everybody else get high on the table during acupuncture like I do? Because I'm seeing colors. I've got this going. I've got this going. And she said, well, just, just draw it all. And I was like, uh, God didn't give me that gift. So little stick figures won't help you. Inevitably, I jumped up one day and went, oh. Orange and purple, got to go to the Grand Canyon. I have a lovely friend who had me on a plane in no time. I had never heard of Sedona. And that's where we went. And I went in a shop and I went, I need to buy a rock. And just, I've got gotcha. I bought two rocks to this day, have never seen again, and a book. And that started one event after another event after another event. And it took me... You know, to, uh, well, let's see, we started in Arizona. I've been to California with it. I was in Kauai for I don't know how long. I'm back in D.C. doing stuff. Then I'm in Ireland. And if anyone ever told me any of this, I would go, you have a great imagination. Do you feel you were in some way selected by the crystals to work with them? I think that it's been in my blood um, and I wasn't paying attention for a very, very long time. And once this opened up, I then realized, I thought, but wait a minute, when you were a kid going to the bookmobile in the neighborhood, you were getting books about this and this and this and this. And I was like, oh yeah. And then of course, there is the fact that my grandfather was a gold miner and I used to sleep in his gold mine museum surrounded by rocks and I'm like you really weren't paying attention were you Tara <laughs> and and it's just the modality that's clicked probably the most with me why is it that you were initially skeptical about crystals you said that you first set out to disprove that I they did. Were. Because if I'm going to put my name on something, if I'm going to let the things that are in my head out for the world to see, I really need to feel like I'm standing firm in it. So I did the work and I did the research and I studied with people and honest to goodness, I couldn't find a way to disprove the change in my life. Um, what I saw happening with others, the um, rich relationships that have grown from it that I would never, ever have had. It literally has been one door after another. And believe me, I took a good look at each door and went, oh, I don't think so. There's no way. And then it was, yeah, way, every time. What is one way that working with crystals has changed you? I think that it has opened for me, um, and this is going to sound a little hokey, but I'm good with it. It kind of set me free to really be myself. I knew 
there were all these spiritual things. I mean, I knew it. I felt it since I can remember. I was raised a good Methodist girl. Um, but the the freedom to go, yeah, all these things you've been thinking is real. I suffered depression. I mean, I was probably the poster child for it. I even put myself on, and in the area I lived in at the time, we called that wing or that floor of the hospital was the fourth floor. I put myself on the fourth floor. Medication was not for me. All it did was cloud my mind. The only thing that has given me relief, that has given me um, insight, that has helped me build new skills, has been working with crystals. Um, and that has led to, you know, uh, a better understanding of other modalities because they all, they all cross each other. And they're all so similar. It's pretty much which color is best on you. Um, but that is the only thing. And I went everywhere for depression help. And it was pretty big. I can track that back to a child too. So for me, if you're going to find one physical, one actual illness, the whole thing, change in lifestyle, that's it. I'm curious about the relationship between music and crystals. <laughs> you are a musician and a professional singer as well, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Do you see a connection between music and crystals? Absolutely. It's massive. Everything is, and you've heard it all before, everything is vibration. Everything is a frequency. Just as you tune into, there are songs or a piece of music that can instantly take you to a place in your life. It can evoke emotion. It can bring memories. Crystals can do the same thing. What one crystal does for me may not be the same thing as it is for you. There may be similarities, but just like what one song takes me to is not um, necessarily going to take you to the same place, but we all know that we relate to that. And it's all vibration. It's just different forms. I think a lot of people are attracted to stones because they're beautiful. How is it that you recommend that people begin to work with stones if they are attracted to them? Um, what I would say immediately is if it catches your eye, if it's what I call screaming at you, and I'm not talking shopaholic jewels, I'm saying for some reason that thing is just pulling you, that is your intuition. Go with it. Hold it by the hand. Go straight there. Whatever reason that is attracting you is real. So go with it. Now, there's a lot of books that talk about the spiritual properties of different stones. Do you think it's a good idea to look at those books or consult some of them to to figure out how to work with stones or do you have another method of working with them here's what i will say a lot of information is out there you can google your brains out and we all do um you can also fall down the google 
rabbit hole. So basically, you've looked at this stone, whatever it is, and you've Googled this, and you've Googled that, and you've Googled this, and you've Googled that. Now you've gone over to the 25 books that you've bought on a subject, and you have read all that, only to become so overwhelmed, because apparently this rock does everything under the sun for everything. <laughs> Therefore, you don't need more play anymore. So don't do that. Takes one to know one. What I suggest is if there is something that attracts you, just sit down with it. Just breathe. If it reminds you of something, I'm a big believer in journaling. I think it's, you know, the connection between mind and writing. We're losing a lot of that. Um, but I think it does help you clarify if you physically write it. Then once you've kind of hung out with the stone a little bit and you've kind of taken a temperature of your own feelings, whatever it's brought up. I mean, I don't care if it brought up a cartoon from 25 years ago. Then maybe Google, maybe look in your books. I'm not saying they're not great guides. I think they are, but there's so much out there. It becomes so overwhelming. When I go shopping, I do not go and Google every piece of fabric, every thread, every button that is in that shirt. I go, ooh, I like that. And then I try it on and see how it fits. Do stones talk to you? Do you hear what they're talking about or telling you? Yeah, but it's not like, you know, and now I've got this nice text from this tiger's eye right here. It's, it's paying attention. It's ideas that come in. It's sounds that are around you. It's a feeling that comes in. It's a smell. It's a taste. It's what is evoked and what I think people tend to do is not pay attention to those natural responses because I believe we've been taught not to. We've never went into school and having taught school for way too many years um, and every, every grade level. Never in a syllabus, in a curriculum, did it say, now it's time for us to take a moment to breathe and kind of see where we are today and why am I getting this understanding of the subject and why am I not? And what is the block? Not just the, you know, hey, I don't get it, which is something I've said in the classroom a hundred times. And I think it's the best question anybody ever asks because that's honest. Mm -hmm. And they do. There are signs all over the place and and there are no coincidences. Please throw that out the window. It's mm -hmm. just paying attention. Can you talk about how crystals support us? What are some of the things that you have found in your work with crystals in terms of their healing properties? I think it depends um, what your definition of support is. So for instance, as she sits here looking at all her crystals, um, I know for me, sodalite, for me, sodalite is a massive intuition, whatever. So if I am trying to get to the bottom of a problem, I'm going to sit there with the sodalite. Now, whether it's going to like give me this clear vision right then or not, I know that in those kinds of instances, that's great. I will tell you right now, I am a runner. I get the uh, cramps in my legs in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. You have to get up and do that fabulous dance around your room that you hope no one ever, ever sees. I keep a piece of hematite by the bed. I put that in a sock. The cramp is gone. Done. 
gone. Hematite's good for your blood. It's good for circulation, blah, blah, blah. Why do I know that? I can Google too. But the fact of the matter is I have found nothing that works like that. Nothing. I'm going to try that. Oh, it's a good one. I'll tell you right now, man. Put that baby in your sock. Go on. Can you talk about how crystals help us identify and release self-limiting patterns and negative attitudes? Yeah. Um, I would say that's a huge one. And that's where the journaling comes in. Um, Remember, I'm the skeptic, so meditation went really well for me in the beginning, too. And uh, I still have to really think, you know, clear your mind, let it come in, whatever. When you sit and you have a crystal, and I don't even care which one it is, you're going to get ideas, you're going to get thoughts, you're going to get vision, I don't care what you call it, and you write it down. And as you work through that, I do a whole series of let's web this, let's pull the layers off, because when it comes down to it, you will find that one thing that is causing the blockage. I'm not saying it isn't a little bit of work, but I also find that just physically, especially if you're somebody who's uh, fidgety, ADD, ADHD. Listen, if they would let me have rocks in the classroom with kids, we could call it geology. I could take care of a whole bunch of ADD problems, but they won't let me. Um, but when you have something to physically hold, it makes a difference. Whether you believe it's going through your body, whether you believe it's topical, whether it's just something to take your mind off of the racing ideas and focus on something else, that's half the battle. That is half the battle. And you will find your crystals that support you in different ways. I know everybody goes, well, amethyst. And it's great, but it's not just third eye. Um, a rose quartz, you know, that poor little rose quartz is like expected to create love in every form for everybody. But because it, if you look up rose quartz, you're going to love, 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 love. Well, we all have, have that. But maybe rose quartz helps me with self-love or I've got an issue with my brother over here that's been going on for 10 years. And if we don't get this out the way... I'm never going to grow. He's never going to grow. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Mm. Could you talk a little bit about how you work with people and um, using crystals? Well, there are a couple settings. Um, there's the, I want to say traditional, but nothing's ever the same. But there's the traditional healing where someone comes in and I'm working with them in a session. They're laying down. I've got stones all on them and around them. Um, I know how I always start out. I don't necessarily see, oh, you need to have this arrangement here and this arrangement here. That kind of grows in the session if we're doing a traditional type healing session. So you actually put the stones on on around yep and if they fall off don't worry about it they had happens all the time um if i'm working in a consultation frequently somebody has come in and they've brought a lot of their stones and what i get a lot of the time is they line up and go this one doesn't work and this one doesn't work and this one doesn't work and i'm like oh my 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 let us back up they all work but you it's like, it's like having a tray of tools going, the hammer, the saw, the pliers, none of them work. Well, they 
do when you learn how to use them. So there's part of that. Um, mostly, I try to stay out of the way and just hold space and facilitate for each person to go in the direction that they need to go during that time period, which is nine times out of 10, not what they expected. We all come in with fixed ideas of what is and isn't. And then all of a sudden you have this time and this space to like look and reflect and open yourself up. And you're like, oh my, wasn't paying attention to that or oh, I so see this. And I just sit there and I write a lot of it for people down because they're in the middle of it and I get to observe and I'm just kind of keeping, you know, you're safe in the traffic. That's all. Can you talk about some of the changes that you have witnessed in working with people using crystals? I would say that there is an immediate, um, okay, this is really general, but an immediate sense of, release, whether it's stress or, uh, I'm not saying everything's instant either, but maybe it's stress or it's like, okay, I've got a plan now. I've got something to work with. This gives me um, hope for forward movement. Um, there are folks that are like, man, I, I, I have one person come in because I really want that rock. And I went, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go to the counter and buy that rock. There is a reason for it. And they've come back and gone, I just, I feel better. I'm, I'm eating better. Well, if you're not as stressed, you're going to do that. It's, it's like connect the dots all the way. And um, I would say there are, headaches is a big one. I get a lot of. Um, they minimize. I will not, and waiver disclaimer, obviously not a medical doctor, but all this stuff is connected. We know if you're massively stressed, your blood pressure's going up, your blood pressure's going up, other things aren't working. When you can start alleviating one or two, it is a domino effect. And that's what I see a lot of. What is it that people don't know about crystals? Okay, here's what they don't know. It's my, if I have a t-shirt made, there will be two things on it. My company, Tara's Healing Cairn, is THC. I am the other THC girls. And the second thing is I am here to take the woo-woo out of it. There is so much science behind this. And I don't think people would have done this for thousands of years if there wasn't some kind of foundation that they felt that they wanted to pass on. I mean, you can do, you know, the Vogel um, crystal reading. I mean, the, the man worked for IBM for, what, 30 years. He probably knows something about energy. And thank you, sir, because I do love my telephone for that LCD screen. Um, Tesla, I'm sure you've heard this name thrown around a hundred times. Well, that's because the guy was on to something. But sometimes, unless it's science or it's been certified by somebody, people are like, oh, no, 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 that can't be. I'm like, well, you know, nobody told you to squeeze an orange and get orange juice, but you do. I know that... Crystals have properties that can heal us. 
Do we also have a responsibility or something to do to heal crystals? Yeah, um, I've had them. I get this a lot. Oh my God, it cracked, it broke. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. I've, I've shed a tear over a particular crystal before. I can take a clear citrine and for some reason around me, that thing works itself right to death because um, it, it, it'll crack. When something like that happens, just put it back in the dirt, return it to Mother Earth. The other thing is, and this is kind of a gray area, a lot of people are like, well, how can you support crystals because it's stripping the earth of all these minerals and whatnot? And I'm like, well, I think like anything else, all that has to be done super responsibly. I think there are people that have turned, the, I don't think it, I know it, we all know it, into a business rather than uh, the well-intentioned healing and whatnot. There are people that will oversee you on the product. I think we need to be responsible in how we shop, responsible in how we source. There's no reason to overmine. There's plenty out there. So I do think you need individually, I'm pretty picky and I do my research, what sources I will go to and what I want. And I also don't think there's a thing wrong, you know, when you're gridding and everything, it's okay to grid for the whole Mother Earth world situation, could use a boost. Could you talk a little bit about that? About the Mother Earth world situation? Yeah, and, and <laughs> gridding. What, you know, for people who may not be familiar with gridding, what exactly are you doing? Okay, crystal gridding is, um, first off, it's beautiful. Um, and secondly, I think that's one of the trickiest deals that I teach, although it seems like it should be so simple. It's about your intention. I find writing an intention is like getting your thesis statement down. You want to be clear. You want to be on it. And when you go with this intention, whatever it is, and you begin to build a crystal grid around that main idea, it's, it's um, what exactly, I mean, you got to think about this, what facets do you want engaged? What do you want to stay away? What healing do you want? When you go to the doctor, they do not give you every pharmaceutical on the market at once. I know they're tempted, but that's not the point. Um, when I go to the medicine cabinet, I don't go, oh, I got a headache. I think I'll take every pill in here. So when you grid, it's with an intention and you're not second guessing yourself. Your immediate response is right. And you create this visual, this active grid to release energy, to, to manifest what you want. And um, it's a pretty cool process, actually. I like it. You have an event coming up at New Renaissance Bookstore in Portland, Oregon on Zoom on Friday, January 28th. Could you talk about what you do in a, a crystal healing workshop? Um, I, I have many different focuses, and this one is, is a basic um, 
basic information, kind of get your feet wet, or what it frequently turns into is, okay, you all have brought your crystals, and especially on a Zoom, it's always great. You've all brought your crystals, go ahead, start asking all the questions. And we cover the content as if I was reading it off a syllabus or something, but it's it's much more enjoyable because we are engaged. So for instance, if you came and said, look, I have got this fluorite and I don't have a clue. Well, my first question is, put it in your hand, how does it feel? And so we're going to start with basic things like that. And if people don't bring crystals to this, don't worry, I have I have a system where you can still be involved. You can look at pictures of crystals and still get benefits. So it's pretty much, hey, what do you want to know? Let me give you some basics. Let me give you some ideas of where you might find some things, answers that you, I don't have all the answers, but I sure can help you find them um, that you're looking for and next steps in your journey. I mean, where are you going to go? And it doesn't matter if you don't have a clue because I'm the girl that walked into a store going, I need to buy a rock. So if people want to find out more about your work, where can they go? Um, I have a website. It's Tara, T-A-R-A-S, Tara's Healing and Cairn, C-A-I-R-N. And for those who aren't familiar with a cairn, it is a pile of rocks. They've been used for many, many um, different things, but frequently to guide one on a path years and years ago before we put, oh yeah, follow this mark or whatever. Um, there's also a, a type of dog named a Karen. I love dogs, but that's not where it came from. But it is a pile of rocks to guide you. And um, yeah, I'm on the web. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the Shaman's Notebook oh, today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is The Shaman's Notebook. I am Suzanne Legrand. Each week, I bring you new perspectives on healing from energy medicine practitioners, shamans, intuitives, and scientists who are changing the way we think, feel, and heal. If you enjoyed the show and would like to learn more about healing, energy medicine, and new ways to heal, subscribe in the link below. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Suzanne Legrand, and you've been listening to The Shaman's Notebook. For more insights and adventures into healing, subscribe below and visit me at SuzanneLegrand.com. <laughs>